What's going on, y'all? This is Mike Brown, and I want to welcome y'all to this week's episode of The Art of Letting Go. Next week, April 21st, from 6 to 8, we are doing another live episode at the DTLA Proud Art Community Center. I would love to see y'all there. The RSVP link is on the website, www.theartoflettinggopodcast.com. Also, be on the lookout for podcasting courses. I'm going live with the podcasting courses next week, and I would love to get you guys started on your storytelling journeys. Peace. Yo, what up? This is Mike Brown, and this is The Art of Letting Go. Today, oh man, I, I, I can't keep calling you a special guest. This is like your fourth, fifth time on the podcast. You might be one of my most featured guests along with uh, that yoga dude and Byron. But um, today I have Yanni Blue on the show. Yo, yo. Um, yo. And it's nice to have you on the show today because we got some things to celebrate. Yeah. Um, we're celebrating making it through Merch Madness, which was a month of us taking every day to sell our own merch. Which we we're wearing. Yes, we are. I, I have your merch on. You have my merch on. So awesome. Space is the place. Um, you are celebrating a one-year anniversary of your first album. Yes. And we did all of this sober. We've been sober all month. Mm-hmm. But before we get too into it, I just wanted to know, how are you feeling today? I'm having a really good day. Um, Happy Saturday to you um we did break our sobriety yesterday which we'll probably talk about mm -hmm. um i had a little bit of a hangover this morning but uh overall feel very grateful that's what's up that's dope um so yeah we might as well just jump into it but uh how you feeling i'm sorry no it's all good i'm feeling good today uh i feel accomplished and i feel ready to do more work um I took the last couple of days off just to kind of just breathe because I was feeling the the energy that was exerted in doing this work. Mm -hmm. But now that I've taken that time to breathe, I feel ready to get back to it. So I'm feeling good today. Yes. Um, how was Merch Madness for you? You know, it's so funny. We did an episode at the beginning of Merch Madness. Remember we, we did, did like a live recording? Yes. And that was like early in Merch Madness. Oh shit, it was. And now we've made it through the end. And I'm curious to know, how was the experience for you promoting yourself um, every day? Um, Well, specifically with the merch, with the promotion. And, and that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. I think I don't give myself as much credit as I should as far as enjoying making content and being pretty good at it um at least to my standards um yeah so that was fun that was that was fun uh seeing the sales come in were fun connecting with people um it made me realize that i still have a little bit of anxiety about people supporting me mm. it's a real thing um sometimes it just feels a little uncomfortable so like as I, as I saw sales rolling in automatically my thought process was like oh god i'm gonna have to thank people but i don't want to talk to people <laughs> that's real that's real and that's something i feel like i could have did better at was a. Uh... The thank yous, which I, you know, I try to show as much thanks as I can, but sometimes it, it can be overwhelming just to experience like support in something that, you know, essentially is valuable to you, you know, mm -hmm. like it's the, the stuff that we create, I feel like is an extension of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, sometimes for me, it used to feel like somebody accepting or rejecting me, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, 
just to get that acceptance and that support, um, it can be overwhelming, but it was nice to see people um, support. Did you want to share how many sales you made? Shit, I don't even. I don't know if we, I don't know if we talked about that. I know I, how many items I sold. Okay, I think I haven't checked. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. But last time I checked, I was at around twenty two or twenty three items. Okay, so that felt really good. I mean, before that, I had maybe sold. I had sold nothing this year for sure. Yeah. So it was a complete bump in my sales, like a hundred, a thousand something percent jump. How many items did you sell? I sold forty three items. Shut up. Yes. Oh shit. So does that mean I won Merch Madness? You won Merch Madness. <laughs> what do you get? What is your prize? I don't know. Dinner. Uh, I got you. Okay. Or maybe I should take you out to dinner since I won. Oh yeah, you got money now. I made more than you. Thank you. Just kidding. There you go. There you go. <laughs> dinner. Dinner on you. No, that's huge. You know, okay. What I will say too, just on the same topic of support, um, because a lot of my support initially came from my family, which was which was really dope, of course. I mean, there was a time in my life where I probably would have felt like, ew, I wish it was other people or like, but it was nice to see my family see that I was doing something and really jump on board. And then after that, just to see my extended network of people that I don't always connect with, uh, some people that I've admired, some people who I thought maybe weren't paying me any any mind, you know, because social media, you, you don't see everybody, you don't see. So it's just cool to see people that I've wanted to connect with supporting me. Um, That made me feel really appreciative of this month because I think what I realized was, I'm dropping everything, what I realized was social media is tough and people aren't always seeing you. So posting every day was really bringing our content to people's attention and then seeing people who are willing to support. It's just like, Oh, all you got to do is put yourself out there. Like people will support you. At any point, did it feel hard? I had no expectations. So there was nothing to make it feel hard. Um, except, except for the times where I wasn't ready with content. Yeah. But even that making content in, in a crunch actually made it more fun. You know what? I didn't mind creating content in a crunch, but I really enjoyed the times of like pre scheduling content, like Mm -hmm. creating, like creating content for a day and having like 10 days of content as opposed to like, cause I'm gonna be honest for me, sometimes when I'm having to think about what to post, it, it kind of gives me anxiety. Cause like, what am I going to say? What is it going to look like? What's this? As as opposed to like having all that shit pre-done. It's like, this shit is done. It's in the bank. Just put it out. Just put it out. Um, so so the people that don't know, we came into Merch Madness. We were supposed to prep. We did prep, mm-hmm. but like we were supposed to prep days in advance. We ended mm-hmm. up kind of not prepping till the day of or the day before. But yeah, we really quickly learned the importance of uh creating content in bulk. Yeah. Um, shout out to CapCut, because that shit saved yeah. my life a few times. Um, but yeah, creating content in bulk and like you said, just having it ready, having it saved in the drafts, I think was super helpful. Um, because it made it a little bit easier. Cause like you said, it can be a little anxiety inducing. And, and on the other side of that too, which I, I'm proud of myself, actually, I didn't care too much about this month, but there's the part of you that like, you do all this work, the numbers do matter to you. They do. They do. And you know, this is the first time for me, at least I can say that I really gave a hundred percent to this. Um, you know, it's been times in the past where I felt like I would get mad over not seeing the results, but I also wasn't putting in the work. So with this, there were some days where I was like, damn, I'm working hard as fuck with this shit and I'm not seeing results. But at the same time, it was like, fuck that. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. Keep pushing till the end. And even up to that last day, like, even though I did make, you know, 
40 I sold 43 items it was like and thank you to everybody like I have to say that yeah. as well like thank you again to everybody that supported us this month because man you know you just don't know you just don't know when you put this shit out in the world and when people do support it is much appreciated and um you know I am going to get around to thanking people personally but um yeah it was I think I just had tunnel vision of just trying to get through the month. But I think that's better too, right? Because I think in the past when I've tried to create content, again, I'm looking for that media, that immediate uh, response. Yeah. So we came into this month. I know we I remember we had some conversations because we prepped together. Uh, we had some conversations about just see the month through. And it's good to get at the end of the, end of the month and see like, no, this really does work. Like yeah. I'm on different people's radars. I'm con I'm connected with different people. I'm seeing different people make purchases. I even got to, uh, uh, what do you call it? Just swapping out merch and, and coming up with better concepts. Once you start seeing what's, what's connecting, what's not connecting. Well, people mm -hmm. really like hoodies. Um, or this, this, I don't like the way this prints, like the whole process I had to even deal with, um, some of my shirts, there was an order that was made where they, they didn't have the size. And just yeah. troubleshooting that, I had never had to deal with that before because I wasn't making no damn sales. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I got to troubleshoot real shit and learn how to utilize Spotify, uh, Shopify, Printify. We started fucking around with Etsy. Mm -hmm. Um, started working on creating things that felt more universal. Adobe Express was one of my friends. Canva, Canva. like we giving y'all free tools. Yeah. So just. All when you listen to this episode, write all that shit down because this is how that shit was successful. Yeah. And I think that was the biggest part, too. You speak about success. Like, I think I was very open-minded on what success looked like. Mm -hmm. You did set goals. I know you were, you For were sure. talking about setting, like, financial goals and and, and uh, amount of products I, sold. And you know what's funny? I did have a financial goal, but it also... I was very clear in knowing, like, this is just a number I'm setting. Mm -hmm. But it's not the end-all, be-all. Mm -hmm. It's really the journey. Mm -hmm. And I learned so much in the journey that, yeah, granted, I didn't hit that goal. It still pushed me to reach for that. Yeah. You know, and even if I would have hit the goal, it still would have pushed me to exceed that goal. So regardless, the goal was just a mark to keep me going on the journey. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't feel, I don't feel anything about not hitting it. I feel very successful in what was able to be cultivated this month. Like nice. I said, it's, it's given me so much confidence to sell other things like you know to sell a podcasting course to sell whatever it is music that i exactly exactly being sober this month was was great too because i think it it brought me into it in a way that i don't think i would have been into it not having given something up right so it's like we took on this challenge of making sales then we gave up alcohol for me you gave up alcohol you gave up weed as well yep it was that extra layer of like I don't want to sacrifice. Like I didn't. I I didn't want it to be in vain. Like I'm not gonna give up liquor for a month to, mm -hmm. to not really push this. Like let me do this shit. You know what's funny? Anytime I give up, um, some like anytime I choose sobriety for like a break, I usually always have these positive opportunities come up. Mm -hmm. And you know, I was able to see that this month with some opportunities that came up. You know. Hosting another hosting another event. Yes. Uh, on the twenty first, um, we'll give y'all some more details. By by the time this episode comes out, you'll have some details on yes. it. Yes. But uh, yeah, like being able to be sober and experience those things and feel them in mm -hmm. real time, you know, um, that felt good. And I'm not gonna lie to you, 
sobriety was hard in the beginning. It was. It was. Like, there were times where, like, I I wanted to smoke, you know, to kind of bring my anxiety down. I wanted a drink to feel more social and, and questioning, like, am I am I still as fun as I am without being, you know, under the influence? And it's crazy, like, to, to think about that stuff. And it really forced me to find different ways of finding joy, like, mm-hmm. to naturally find joy. And it took a minute, too, because, like, I yeah. can say for myself, we, I, we've we gone out a few times over this month. Um, but I can honestly say the last time I went out before breaking my sobriety was last Sunday for karaoke, and I had a blast. Yeah. Like, I really had a good time. And I was like, oh, okay, I just needed to work this muscle because there were times we went out for Donovan's birthday and I, I had a great time connecting everybody. But I remember I, I hit my, I hit my ceiling faster. Of mm-hmm. Like oh, everybody's drunk. I'm not drunk. It's time to go home. And it's funny. And that's, and that's something I was going to mention as well. Like for me being sober, it let me know earlier when it's time to go. Um, it also made me aware that I am an introvert. And sometimes for me, it does take a lot of energy out of me connecting with people. Yeah. And regard and and that's not me saying like anything about the people. It's just me. Like it takes a lot of energy out of me to connect with people. And, and sometimes without and to be present. And sometimes you know drinking or whatever, it can definitely uh like just make me be more less. What's the word I'm looking for? Um. I feel like I care less when you're drinking. When I'm drinking. Yeah, fair. Like I I feel like I just I'm just more loose and not so much in my head and sometimes when I'm sober I'm very present but then after a while I'm like okay, I'm ready to check out. Mhm. I felt that I felt that coming into the the end of merch madness, but it it was helpful because on the days that I was working, like for example, um, we went out to a brunch and we started to work and like our, uh, Donovan was, was getting tipsy and I'm like, mm-hmm. I still got a whole day. I got to work. Like, and I was able to do it because I didn't have liquor in my system that had me feeling like, Oh, I got to be sluggish. So in, in that aspect, it helps. Like, and even going back to like, you mentioned how you give something up and you gain, it's not a coincidence, right? If you think about like, so in order for us to prep for this month, we were, we created content every Sunday. So Sunday became like a co-working day. And um, on those days, we would also follow up on other stuff, like trying to do another conversation, trying to book shows. So it was through working that muscle of like, well, I got to create content every Sunday. Let me knock out other stuff that we're able to to lock in another show. Yeah. So it's like those tools helped because even if I'm not selling merch anymore, it feels good to create content every Sunday. Like I'm still an artist. I'm still putting out music. When am I taking the time to create this content intentionally? At least one day a week. It set me up like there were days towards the end of the month where I didn't have a lot to do because everything was done. Yeah. But it's because I was supercharging my weeks every Sunday. So that that was a big uh, a big benefit of not drinking because I wasn't hungover on Sundays. I wasn't going out to drink Sunday nights. I just focused the whole day on work and uh, it, it paid off. Yeah. How did you feel uh, breaking sobriety last, last night? Last night. Shout out to... <laughs> To China, happy birthday, China! Um, I had a great time last night. Uh, we got to see. I went to see Drag Race. We saw DDM. Shout out to DDM. Shout out to Mikey Raps. Shout out to everybody. I just love you all. Um, I felt really good. I was very intentional. I was very dramatic. I I asked God as I ingest these spirits, 
once again and welcome them into my <laughs> temple. I pray. <laughs> I pray that um, you know, just that I continue on this path, like whether or not I'm drinking, you know. But uh, it felt good. I'm gonna drink again tonight too. That's what's up. Fuck out of here. I, I definitely felt the difference. Um, I felt the difference in my body. Uh, drinking last night. And it wasn't a bad thing, but it was just like, oh, shit, this is different. Yeah. You know, and it also, I think because the break was so long, it doesn't feel like something I have to do regularly, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, and also something that can be done with limitations. Because, I, you know, for me, I learned how to drink in college. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's easy for me to have a drink, then that drink turned into like three, and then Oof. going from like a social drink to like, really being buzzed and like you know um i've never been that bad with liquor but i i've had bad experiences so i'm at a place now where i can enjoy liquor but i don't enjoy being drunk like that yeah so i know when to stop yeah for sure it's been a while since i blacked out i feel that and and that's the thing for me last night it was just like i know my limits Mm -hmm. i'll stop here Mm -hmm. um this is good enough but um yeah, so that's that's dope. What was your biggest lesson of merch madness? Um, biggest lesson of merch madness is do the work. Yeah, and I won't, I won't even say so much it was a lesson because I, I understand doing the work, but I think it reinforced it reinforced do the work. Um, for me, um, yeah, that's honestly, I mean, any other lesson they all kind of fall into that. Just you know, you have a goal, just go out there, and you got to do the work and do it every day. Yeah. Um. Really, committing yourself to a system and to a schedule, and those things are tough for me because I don't have a lot of discipline. So those are my biggest lessons. What was yours? Mine was staying consistent and really giving myself a solid push in what I believe in. Um. Like I said, I've never really done that. Like I've always been one foot in, one foot out like always having that backup. But in, in this experience, there was no backup. I didn't think about a backup plan of anything. It was like, this is the plan. I'm going to stick to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, going back to what we were talking about, putting like everybody don't see everything that you're doing. So if you're putting it in people's faces every single day, one of them days they're going to see it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it also made me okay with uh, not caring who supports me or doesn't support me. You know, when I was in that place of, like I said, not all the way going hard for myself. Yeah, that was a concern. Mm-hmm. Oh, this person ain't support me. This ain't. Th-. That shit ain't matter because I knew what I was doing mm-hmm. was for me. I didn't give a damn. And I had a lot of people that hit me like, man, I'm going to do this, man. I'm gonna... It's OK. Yeah. Like, if you want to do it, cool. If you don't want to do it, that's OK, too. Like, it's still no love lost. Like, this is this is bigger than all of that yeah. for me. So. That felt really good. I like that because I, I feel the same way. I think I uh, I didn't have too many expectations of who was going to support me. And um, I'm not really too worried about who didn't. But I'm really thankful for the people that did. But I I, can't, I do remember moments of just seeing like, y'all niggas see me doing this shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, why you not supporting me? But everybody's not capable. Everybody's not interested. Um, I think the real gift for me is seeing who is, who supports me, who sees me, who's inspired by me. That meant a lot to me. It's just... You know, people reaching out to me. Somebody hit me up yesterday for advice on a, on a on a single release, and I was like, okay. So, people people are seeing what I'm doing, mm-hmm. but more more important than that, and is why I love how this shit works out. It's like 
by the time I got to a place where people can acknowledge my work, I didn't care anymore because I I feel good about what I'm doing. So that's real. That's that so real. that's been the biggest part of merch madness, and I'm gonna take it into this month and every month going forward because we got shit to sell. Mm-hmm. I gotta open up them pocketbooks, open up them purses. Yeah, open up them walletas. I'm sorry. It's James Woods, aka that yoga dude with feel free to feel free. Give you a chance to give yourself a chance to hear, to hear, to heal, to be still, to reflect, to be at peace, to chill, to get back in touch with you. Give yourself a couple of moments right now just to breathe into the silence, to listen to your body. Your emotions, your thoughts, your feelings, the sensations. Allow yourself to be present in the moment, here, now, breathing. Let's take a deep inhale, long exhale. Being still giving you what you need to feel free to feel free namaste peace that's funny um so i also wanted to talk about your album release because uh it has well it will be a year Mm -hmm. and um like i told you i spent a day listening to when it first came out i listened to it and um, I really enjoyed it because it was different than anything I had ever heard from a queer artist. And uh, listening to it the other day, like I said, I listened to it for about an hour on a walk, just consistently going through the songs, seeing what they made me feel, how I felt about the music. And um, I think in getting to know you as a person and experiencing that music, it felt totally different Mm -hmm. um but i'm curious to know like do you remember like who you were at that time and like just what like you were what 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 were you feeling around that time if you can remember anything of like when that album came out when it came out or or making it well when it came out when it came out yeah at the time that the album came out i remember feeling uh I felt disconnected from the album for sure. I was I was happy to finally get it out, but I also felt like I had moved on already. Yeah, you know, it's, it's an album that's seven years in the making. It's a lot of time, and it had been done for the most part since twenty twenty. Um, so I think I just a lot was going on. I think I was was just going through it with life, with my relationship, with my finances, with my friendships, and then on top of that, I had to put out this album that felt so heavy. Mm-hmm. but that um I didn't feel tied to. So it was the perfect storm to just kind of feel gross. That's the, that's the answer. I felt pretty gross a year ago. Damn. Yeah. Um, and I put it out on my birthday, which was even even worse looking back because um it all just hit me on that day of like, oh, I'm not happy with any of this. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, yeah. And that's, that's challenging um, to, to be in that space and like, 
it's hard being an artist and like kind of feeling over mm -hmm. your work. And uh, mm -hmm. but it seemed like you still pushed through. It seemed like you were still like pushing your music and stuff. Like, how do you? How do you continue to push in like those type of situations? Because I felt that for myself, where it's like, all right, I got this out, and now it it's just out there, mm -hmm. you know. And um, but yeah, how did you decide to stay persistent and consistent with with pushing it, even like still pushing it today, you know? I mean, I didn't at the time. I yeah. so the album, like the oldest single on the album was "Fall in Love." That's a, it came out twenty twenty. So technically, I've been revving up for this album for about two years. Yeah. Um. So it was a lot of work on the front end. Um. So when I finally got to putting it out, I kind of just was like, okay, I was I, I didn't do too much after it came out. Yeah. Um, I didn't do too much after it came out. I just didn't. I ran out of steam. So what I what I did was what got me back to this place. I think was life happened, and I think I really just started to listen to myself and my body, and my heart, and just start to do things that felt good. Start pouring back into myself, and doing the work, and a lot of other things happened, but. When I finally got back around to it, realizing that I am proud of this project, yeah. I'm proud of the version of myself that made it, um, and I wanted to celebrate. It. And I think that's why now that I'm in a better place, I can listen to it and understand why I made it, and um, want to promote it and push it. And I felt like a one year anniversary just felt like a great time because, like I said, I'm in a different space and it's my birthday. It's my first album. I feel a lot better looking at it in 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 hindsight and understanding like why I made the choices I made making the project. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel being in this phase of your creative journey? Um, because, you know, as I, as I look at this and I see all these names of producers and writers and all these other people that contributed to your album and now none of these people essentially right now in this phase are collaborators of yours. Mm -hmm. Like you are essentially alone in your creative journey and not, and not and not alone but right. for the most part you've done most of your work with these people yeah and now you're doing your work alone how does that feel it's tough it's it's got a lot of layers to it i think for myself i'm in a phase now where i understand that people have to grow and people have to evolve i'm able to look back now and understand that i poured a lot into those relationships um, from a place of love, but also from a place of attachment, from a place of fear, I really trusted and believed in everybody and what we were doing. And I think I just really wanted to win. And I've been learning a lot about just the concept of having your, your loves in different orders. And I think at the time, my my desire to make it, whatever that meant, to achieve something, to succeed over was was above my love of the music, even my love of friendship my love of, of, of them as brothers. Um, so I struggled a lot towards the end of just kind of finding my place and really feeling like maybe I was in transition and I needed to be more aware of that and really remove myself to grow and to evolve. And I didn't do that in time because I, I cared. I was so attached and I believe, and I put so much into it. Um, so when those relationships kind of fell apart, um, Part of me was heartbroken. Another part of me was like, well, this is kind of what I wanted. Like at the top of 2022, I remember praying for change in my life. Like really, like I need change. And, and 
and I remember saying it, and I think it's because I knew that I probably needed to, to to make a shift. But I remember saying, like, God, give me the strength to, like, make the really hard changes. Like, the ones that are going to fucking, like, probably really change my whole life. Because I didn't have the strength to do that shit. So, um, yeah, overall, I love those guys. They are family. I'm so proud of the music we made. I'm so proud of the times we spent together. I don't agree with the way that things have ended. But I also have to understand that people are going to meet you where they're at. And I'm, while I'm willing to and ready to and, and have tried to facilitate conversations, I haven't always been met with the most warmest response. And I think that's a sign for me to just keep doing what I'm doing right now. But I love them. And I'll say that on, on record. Um, and I'm proud of the work we did together. That's what's up. Um, as I listen to you talk and I reflect on my own experiences of like, working with friends, um, it can be challenging. I mean, as people know, I started this podcast with a friend and, um, you know, this is somebody that I used to work with every week, see every week and, you know, life shifts things. And I guess as I sit here and think, it's like, why, why does like working with friends and friendship have to feel complicated in a sense? Um, and I, and I'm saying that for myself because it's like, man, like, even if we not working together, the connection shouldn't feel like it shifts so drastically, mm -hmm. but also I respect where life takes us in our journeys. But, um, yeah, I'm, I guess even for myself, I just wonder like moving forward and w collaborating with friends, like what are good boundaries to have? And like, you know what I mean? Am I making sense? Yeah. I think, I think boundaries is a, is a big part of that. And I think uh, intention is a big part of that. I think the why, why are yeah. we friends? You know, I think that I've built some incredible friendships with people um, that I care about. When I, but when I look at the why, the why was always transactional. And yeah. I think that when you start with that, sometimes it's hard to get away from that. You know, I was collaborating with people who I thought were talented, but who also thought had potential to maybe move me in different directions. And when you lead with that, like, you know, and then you're, that's taken away, it's like, do I do I actually care about you? Yeah. Um, And that goes both ways. I've met a lot of people who I feel like connect with me because they feel like I can move them in a certain direction. And maybe that's just a lot of, I'm obviously talking about friendships that overlap in entertainment right, yeah, and work. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So um, I think, yeah, boundaries. As I've made new friends, I've been very intentional about setting my expectations for honesty, for communication, and everybody is not going to want to go there with you yeah and i'm okay now um acknowledging like okay then this friendship's not going to work mm -hmm. i think before because of the the things that i wanted from people and the ways that i was trying to work with them i would try so hard to force friendships to work because i really i saw the 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 monetary benefit or the you know and again that's not to say that i was only working with people for career opportunities because you do you do start to care about people and, right. and, and quickly mm -hmm. because I think anytime you can share your dreams with somebody, that's probably the most intimate shit you can do. So it's like, if we're writing songs together, we're making music together, we're out here trying to make money together. 
you're family. Like yeah. I, I fuck with you. I give a fuck about you. Um, but like you said, boundaries, just understanding, like we're sharing our dreams. Mm-hmm. That means they're separate dreams. We're just sharing them. It's not the same dream. Right. And sometimes I forget, I used to forget and think that we want the same things. And I'll get so frustrated with people. Like we say we want this, but you're not doing the work that I'm doing. And it's like, oh no, they don't want, they don't want your version of it. They're mm-hmm. going to do the work that they're willing to do. And you got to be okay with that. Yeah. Um, or they're, you know, people are navigating their own traumas as well. Like it's, it's a lot of components to it. I think I'm a lot more understanding now and a lot more cautious and just understanding that the word friends is strong. Yeah. Um, there are tears to it and just being a little more responsible with, with giving that word to people. Yeah. And, and kind of going back to the, the goals and, and like even being creative, I think something that I see from somebody like you is like being very much so a team player and um in being a team player at what points do you have to find it in you to i mean some people will call it be self like selfish but to focus on yourself because mm-hmm. i think sometimes you can be more tied into the team goal as opposed to what is the yanni blue goal mm-hmm I think that's probably one of one is one of my biggest downfalls with a lot of my collaborators is I prioritize the team so much and the greater goal, the greater good. Um, and I'm so willing to compromise at every step of the way that I think when I finally say like this doesn't make sense, people are like, What do you mean? Like you you're okay with everything. Um, and it's like, wait, no, I'm not okay with it. Like, this is, doesn't, this isn't working. Yeah. And even, even in trying to communicate that something's not working, I'm still considering people. So it's like, let me tell you this way. Hey, I don't think this is working. Let me tell you this way. So now when I finally, and I don't even, I don't explode, but when I finally am like, Hey, this is fucked up. Mm -hmm. It's like, how dare you talk to us like that? And it's like, I've been trying to tell you for years. Yeah. Um, so it's something I'm still learning at this stage in my life. I've been practicing a lot of balance so just trying to spend as much time by myself as i do with people mm-hmm. and in those moments really figure out what i want really pour into myself um it hasn't always been easy it is it is i'm, I'm innately a team person um you know i just did a project with Tariq that's that i'm really proud of i've been collaborating on a lot of shit with you but i'm still learning through all of that to just you know okay i do one thing with mike let me do something for myself i do one song with Tariq. let me write a song for myself really finding that balance and um, I mean, I think eventually I'm, I do want to get to a place where I'm more self-sufficient and can really create on my own. But I like I'm, I mean, and I'm in a space right now where I'm, I'm basically at ground zero when it comes to people. So it's like right now I want to welcome in as much energy as possible. But I have to also be cautious of like, make sure you're not latching on to people. Make sure they're not latching on to you. Like you said, make sure you have what is the Yanni Blue Dream. Mm-hmm. So even something like celebrating this album feels good because it feels selfish. It's just me right now celebrating it. Like In the past... Has there been fear in, like, pursuing the the Yanni Blue Dream, whatever whatever that is? Like, has there been fear in like pursuing that alone? Um, I don't think I knew it was possible alone. Mm. I don't think I knew it was possible alone, and I think through releasing music, through putting myself front and center as the artist or whatever, I've had to really empower myself in a lot of different ways and just that's where I find the strength to do things alone because yeah. everybody doesn't like promotion. Everybody doesn't like graphic design. Everybody doesn't like shooting. Like those are all places I've had to go to alone because everybody likes to make music. 
Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like really pushing it, like pushing an album a year later, like nobody wants to do that. Right. I like those things. I see the potential in it. I've seen it work for other people. Um, so those are places I have to go alone. And those are places where I'm really finding myself. So I don't think there was fear. I think there just wasn't, it It was like, it's. it wasn't even, a, uh, I hadn't unlocked that level. I yeah. didn't know what that looked like. And especially in the way that I was working, I came in as a, as a, you know, I'd been writing by myself in New York for a couple of years. So I came into the situation really excited to collaborate. And I think I came out of it very much in the box of like, this is what I contributed to that team. This is what I was allowed to contribute. This is what they wanted. So I forgot that I had all these other abilities because when I showed up, it was just like, I only, I just need that or whatever, you know, like kind of compartmentalizing. So I'm rediscovering shit and just, and learning. So ain't no fear now. <laughs> I don't think there ever was though. That's what's up. So, you know, you've been looking back at this album. Where is Yanni Blue as an artist today? I am really experimenting. I'm really falling in love with my voice um, and trying to understand it as much as possible. I think I used to hide from my voice. I've been blessed to work with some incredible vocalists. And it has made me self-conscious. And I'm, I can admit that, you know, I mean, and it is what it is. Like, if you work in Whitney Houston all day, you're not going to open your mouth. Or like, right. You know, and I've worked with some really, really great singers, male, female. Like, just I've been really gifted. I've been really blessed in that way. So so thank you, uh, Music Gods. But it has, I have come out of it like, ah, well, I can't do that. Um. So, but I'm remembering now that I have all these other things that I can do that people who can sing in every octave maybe can't do. So I'm I'm falling in love with my voice. Um, I am falling in love with storytelling again, um, and just kind of figuring out what sonically is gonna help me tell this next story, you know. And shout out to you, you've been putting me onto some incredible music. Um, so I've just been really taking it all in and just getting closer and closer to like. How do I put this back out in the world? I feel like I'm, I'm almost there. I feel like this month will probably be the month that I really start writing and um, kind of putting some of these experiences on a song. That's what's up. That's where I'm at. That's what's up. So this next portion of the show, which you've done this so many times, so I'd have to keep coming up with new questions. Yes. But uh, this next portion of the show is called Five Questions of Freedom. Sponsored by Feel Free to Feel Free. And we are going to start with the first question of singing or songwriting? These days, singing. Okay. Singing or rapping? I'll go with singing. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, What would be Yanni Blue's dream collaboration? Hmm. Rihanna. Okay. Okay. Um I want to know why. I do want to know why. She's just my favorite artist. <laughs> okay. That's dope. Um, so Rihanna, if you see this, right. She's not going to see this. You never know. Buy buy Fenty products. Um no, Rihanna. You know, I initially my initial thought actually was India Sean. I love India Sean. I would love to uh, write with her. And I'm really, really liking Tyler these days. Okay. I would love to work with Tyler, the creator. That's dope. That's really dope. I could do like a Tyler India sandwich. 
that'd be great. And then, then Rihanna just comes and takes the song from us. <laughs> and, that, and that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. That's hilarious. Um, that was three questions. Um, what advice would you give to Yanni Blue from a year ago? Oh, bitch. <laughs> it's about to get crazy. Um, what would I give my, ah. Uh, and actually, that you know what, an, an even more interesting question would be, what would you tell Yanni Blue from a year ago about life today? We we got through it, motherfucker. <laughs> we got through it. Um, man, I you know, even in all of my uncertainty, I I had the beginnings of of the tools that have really kind of helped me pull through. So, I don't think there's anything I could have given myself that I would have received at the time in the way that maybe I might have needed to. I think I think I just had to go through it. So I would have told myself just just you know, head down, do the work. Do the work. It's always my advice. Do the work. That's what's up. That's what's up. And my last question is when people look in the history books, the music history books and they see that name Yanni Blue pop up, um what is Yanni Blue going to be known for? I'm still figuring that out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's okay. You don't have to know. You know, I, I will say I hope, I do hope that I help people find themselves. When I think of the artists that I have gravitated towards, like even Rihanna, I, you know, you were able to watch her on this journey of figuring out who she was in front of the world. And you know, if you're you know if you're following along, you you kind of find yourself too along the way. Or even like Tyler, seeing him through all his errors. I want I want to give people that to some degree. I just hope that people see me trying to figure it out and just commit to the journey. Just just follow through. It's fun. It's gonna suck sometimes. It's gonna be really fun sometimes. So I hope I hope that I really hope I do help people navigate this this crazy life. That's what's up. Yanni Blue, where can the people find you? Where can they find the album? Um, just let the people know where they can find every everything. Mm -hmm. Everything and all things Yanni Blue. Um, you will find me on this couch for the foreseeable future. <laughs> um, Yanni Blue at on all streaming platforms, one word, Y-A-W-N-Y-B-L-E-W, -E everywhere, all social media platforms, OnlyFans. Just feet, all of that. I'm, I'm there. So that's what's up. Um, we probably gonna have to do a sing off for the Patreon viewers, like a like a sing off. I think not I think with the hangover voice I got. No, not with the hangover voice. You get your voice right. I get my voice right. Give them a little. Ooh, yeah. When do I get to interview you? Um, I guess for my so, podcast. I guess. Oh yeah. Mike Brown's gonna help me produce a podcast. Um, so you heard it here first. And I'll be, be my, my first guest. Exclusive. New Monica. <laughs> Yanni Blue, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I'm looking forward to doing your show once we once we get that in production. Also, you know, you always have a place here in the uh, Art of Letting Go universe. Um, Come on. You know, we have a universe. It's a multiverse. I haven't decided what we're going to call our, our people. I don't know if we're like let goers or... Uh... You know, um, hmm. the letters, the letters. That's disgusting. The letters? No. 
Self healers. I like self healers. Maybe we'll let the people decide what they want to be. Letters is does kind of make sense because it's like it's letters in the alphabet, but it's also like the LGBTQIA plus letters. Ligabata. Lettuce, bacon, tomato, guacamole. Um, what do they call us? The alphabet people. Yes. So it would make sense. Oh my gosh! Alphabet people, letters. That's I like that. You see, I got you. Oh shit! Thank you, Yanni Blue, for being on the show. I was gonna call you Yanni, but Yanni Blue, one word for being on the show. Thank y'all for listening. This is Mike Brown. Look, merch, merch. merch. Oh no, this merch is not gonna be available anymore. If you didn't get it during uh, Merch Madness, you might not see any of this for a long time. Yeah, I'm taking that down too. But I'm taking that down. If y'all really want it, hit me. I'll send you. I'll send you the archive link. These are collectors' items. I love a dollar. Mm -hmm. I love me a dollar. You might have to pay double for mine though, because it's not available no more. It's not it's a collector's daily. item. But thank y'all so much for listening. This is Mike Brown with Yanni Blue, and this is the art of letting go. Peace. <laughs>